This episode of The Patch is sponsored by Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com slash patch. That's HuluPlus.com slash patch. This episode of The Patch is brought to you by Blue Ape. Blue Apron sends gourmet recipes and all the fresh ingredients you need to make them right to your door. To see what's on the menu this week, visit BlueApron.com. Our listeners get their first two meals free. Just go to BlueApron.com slash The Patch. That's BlueApron.com slash The Patch. Hey, it's The Patch. Welcome. We are once again Gusless, uh, so today we have... Bernie. Ashley. Ryan and the spirit of Gus, which is always with us. I think I saw the control this room there for a very brief second. The uh, control room. Wait. Hi, control room. Yay. Spirit of Gus presides. So yeah. what is resides? Gus? We sh- should we explain why, where Gus is, that he's gone? He's not gone anywhere. He's at home. Is he? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Is he on vacation? What's he doing? He's on vacation. It's, yeah, a, it's a staycation, all right? <laughs> at least go somewhere. No. No? Come on. It's you, Gus. Yeah, where, right. where does Gus want to go? He wants to go uh, home. He is, he is in his ideal place. He's, he's standing on his own lawn going, oh my. Whirlwind. <laughs> oh Wait, does he have a lawn? Over, no, he sold his lawn. Yeah. Oh, that's true. He's lawnless. That's true. He's been delawned. He's on his uh, community shared lawn going partially. <laughs> <laughs> partially Community <mine>. ownership. <laughs> Don't have to do lawn maintenance. Homeowners Association. Hey, so it's a uh, uh, semi kind of lame week for hugely lame. Yeah. Really, it's well, like, one big development that took place. Yeah, but a couple, uh, couple kind of big developments. I mean, it's been seven days since you unleashed the great evil upon the world with your dire predictions of how Microsoft would completely monetize everything <laughs> Minecraft related. And- Which, to be fair, I don't think they'll do. <laughs> I actually did. So we're talking about that Microsoft has officially now uh, is set to acquire Mojang. Ie Minecraft right. for two point five billion dollars, and the uh, and Notch is not going with it. That's the that's mm-hmm. I think one of the big parts of that story. So two point five billion dollars, it's such a weird range, but it gets up in that territory of how much basically Disney paid for Marvel and how much for did Lucas they pay for Marvel? They paid four billion. So mm-hmm. I think one was four point one and one was four point two. Wow! So it's like right about fifty percent. But when you're in that two to four billion range, I don't like, know. Oh, what's a billion or two <laughs> here and there? It's also a company that's five years old, like the so, GDP of Lithuania. Yeah. yeah, that's if anything, that's more impressive. Five years, nothing to two point five billion dollars. Yeah, and I, we were so we talked about it last week, and you know I felt that there's. Definitely a lot of value left. I was talking about the two billion range, mm-hmm. but what's another five hundred million between friends? It's not going anywhere. I mean, yeah. that property is going to stick around for a long time. Uh, they've already said that they're going to, or Microsoft has already said that they're not going to drop support for other consoles. Yep. Right. So it's going to stay multiplayer. In fact, they just released a PS3, uh, a PS3 update, so that people can transfer their worlds to PS4. I thought that was okay. in their launch, but I just saw a yeah, tweet from 4G <laughs> Studios that. That they they're like oh we're just releasing this update so you can transfer your worlds can, so I guess it wasn't can you envision a scenario at all in which Sony would say we don't want Minecraft now like that it's a Microsoft game that we don't want it on our no I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't envision that either I just think that it's a nice trade off so we've had Microsoft paying essentially paying Sony for every Xbox One sold because they have to license the Blu-ray drive and now. Sony is going to be paying Microsoft money for every copy of Minecraft sold. Who knows? Maybe they'll even out. You think so? Like they'll do a fair trade? I have no idea what the cost is on each of those, but I like to think that eventually they just go, eh. 
<laughs> just call it even? Yeah. Like, you guys can just have it. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys think that Microsoft will keep that as – you said that Microsoft said they were going to still make it available for other platforms. Multi-platform. I actually only read that from the departing Mojang team. Mm. Or Mojang. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah. Phil, Phil uh, Spencer did yes. say. He expl- so Microsoft explicitly said that. Yes. Okay, I just hadn't read that yet. Yeah, it, he, they, you they guys did can explicitly keep your say it. It's, uh, it's on a. He made a post on the Xbox website, um, and they also made a video about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, so they're going to keep it available, continue updating it, all that stuff. I think they understand that part of the value in Minecraft is that it is so widely available. It's ubiquitous. Right. And it's hard to be ubiquitous if they take it away from platforms that it's already on. I actually did an interview today for a newspaper. They were calling to ask like what they thought from a content usage standpoint. Like how do how does the Microsoft acquisition uh, affect like people who obviously Minecraft is one of the most popular titles to use for Let's Plays and video game channels on YouTube. Really? Uh, what's a Let's Play? <laughs> <laughs> but well, you could probably find channels for that somewhere on the internet. And so it talks like, Sounds you like know, work. I mean, we talked a little bit about them, but basically what I was saying is that, you know, this is a company who has a track record of, of being very supportive in that. I mean, this company is based in, you know, them making a very early decision in that process of saying, okay, you know, uh, we have a huge franchise in Halo and you guys are doing something new and different with it. Let's kind of see where this goes and, you know, taking an innovative approach to what was an innovative show at the time. And, uh, it worked out pretty well. So, you know, I, I think from my own personal experience, it's hard for me to be pessimistic about anything that they would do, but it is a big property, you yeah. know, and nobody understands the value of big IP as well, or, or not at least not better than Microsoft does. They get it. Yeah. Well, and, um, I mean, Microsoft has previously come out and said, we're fully in support of people making gameplay videos, of you know of our games and all that sort of stuff, and let's also not forget that they did their own Machinima series, or they at least at least promoted a Machinima series done in Minecraft called Seedlings. Yeah, oh, right. Did you ever see that? It was Seedlings, and it was on the uh, dashboard for the 360 for a while. Mm-hmm. I and it, I, I was curious it about it because YouTube I was like, channel, maybe I'm not sure. I'll there there is. You can find it. You can look up the episodes of Seedlings. I think it has like 500,000 views on their YouTube channel. But that was solid on the dashboard for a while. And, uh, you know, one of the things I, I, I said to the person I was talking to today is that even if content providers can't monetize, that doesn't mean the content's not being monetized. It is being monetized by the platforms that put it up. What the content creators do is they have a share of that monetization, but it doesn't mean the monetization goes away. You know, mm-hmm. right. it, still, it still exists. So it's a, it's, it's a different world. And, you know, Mojang obviously set the standard for, you know, an open platform. In a lot of ways, you could argue that it was a little bit, too open because some people took advantage of it. Like even towards the tail end there, uh, Mojang was in the process of like talking to people who were running paid for servers, you know, the mm. pay to play servers. Well, and actually that whole thing in June uh, where they changed the end user license agreement and said, no, you can't charge for items in the game. You can charge for access to the server, but you can't charge for little bits of the game. It's either all or nothing. Right. The, the, um, the fan outrage from that is part of the reason that Notch decided to sell. I would imagine so. I would imagine. He, he came right out and said um, that, you know, that that was one of the final straws. Because around that same time, he also watched a kind of a mini documentary that was talking about Phil Fish. And how when people talk about Phil Fish, they're not talking about Phil Fish. They're talking about the concept of Phil Fish. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's a, quite an interesting video, actually. I think we talked about it on one of the podcasts before. Yeah. Ninja Patch. It was, this is Phil Fish? Is yes. That the, yeah. Yes. And, you know, it's a, it's a cool video. It makes a lot of really good points where I go, hmm. Like they're, you know, they're not talking about, 
you know, Notch the individual, because almost nobody knows him. They're talking about Notch the concept of the indie developer who became this, who became this. And he think even of him said as a his concept. departure letter, essentially, that he had become a symbol, and he doesn't want to be a symbol. It's yeah. like not what he's in it for. Right, and which was which was specifically, like, that was in reference to that video. Mm. You know, and he'd, he'd pointed to that, like, in the middle of all that outrage, and he was feeling really disconnected from the fans, and, like, he was taking all of this blame, even though he actually had nothing to do with it and hasn't had a lot to do with Minecraft in a very long time. And, you know, then he saw that and... You know, sort of had a, I guess, a moment of clarity for him that he just wanted out. Yeah, you know, and we've talked a lot recently. It's like last week we talked about Gamergate a little bit about just like the negativity online. Um, it was a subject of one of the game times I did in Fez, which was Phil Fish's game. I did it with Ben. Um, you know, it's one of those things. It's not new. Like one of the articles that I read about the, uh, you know, not Notch's departure blog. Essentially, um, the reporter went back and. They, I guess they weren't very steeped in gaming, so they compared it to comments that George Lucas made before he <laughs> sold uh, Lucasfilm to Disney and talking about like, yeah, I really enjoyed this franchise a lot and had a great time with it up until the internet, and then I became a jerk. Like basically is what he's saying, and it's like these are not new concepts. I mean people – one of the first – Bits of slang that was ever associated with the internet was trolls. I mean, we named that right away. Right away, that was something I never heard the word troll in real life, you know, or anything no, like that. No, me neither. It just meant somebody who's an asshole online. So these people exist. And to play total devil's advocate, you know, Notch has engaged in some of that himself. He's a very opinionated guy. He's been on Twitter. He pulled support for Minecraft from Oculus when they sold to Facebook. Yep, that was mm. just what three months but ago. But again, but see, as far as he's concerned, he's an, in, an in opinionated individual doing that. Right, not a company CEO. Not the CEO. He wants to. He wants Mojang. to be a guy who can do that and have that be just that something that everyone letter. else does. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, I want to be able to say what I want on Twitter. Like, okay, yeah, you, you know, have whereas, that right as long as you're not. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to represent something. He wants his own opinions, mm-hmm. and I get that. Right, I I get that as well, but. You know, playing devil's, devil's advocate again here is those opinions, when you put them out there, they come with a reaction. You know what I mean? And these things, when you put mm-hmm. stuff out there, you're going to get a reaction to it. How long do you think it takes to disappear from the public eye? So at this point now, fast. He's, he's still notch. So, like, so fast. For another, at least I'd say year, he's still notch. Yes. Like, they're just, oh, you know, former CEO, notch. Uh, in, in he still will be under that kind of scrutiny. Well, and keep in mind that he'll, like, his decision to sell his amazingly successful company and product and go off to be essentially a hermit will be that'll be pulled up in like case studies and stories for years and years and years like and let's not forget the time that people chased notch away from his empire <laughs> like that'll be a thing that will come up do you think he, so i mean really i think the internet has this. such a short memory that's just it, like it does the it internet forget does. if it's not constantly refreshed the internet just forgets about it yeah do you think notch approached you know, buyers or that buyers came to Notch? I, I mean, they were always there, right? From what I've heard, and mm-hmm. it's pure speculation that, that totally Notch speculation, specifically yeah. approached Microsoft because mm-hmm. he enjoyed the process of working with Microsoft on getting Minecraft on the Xbox and Xbox One. And also possibly because they have a lot of money. Yeah, say, there's only so many people you can shop that to. Like, hey, I want to sell this for $2.5 billion. Uh, the chic <laughs> of uh, something and uh, Microsoft. Listen, I mean, it's one of those things, too. It's like we were looking yesterday. The market cap for... Microsoft is something like four hundred and sixty billion or three hundred and sixty billion. That's not even a number anymore. That's like a concept. Yeah, exactly. That's an abstract. You're absolutely right. And that's, so, yeah, that's not money anymore. No, a two and a half a country. billion dollar purchase represents about a 05 percent shift in their stock. Not price. only that, but uh, you were saying their stock changed. Yes, and they've they've already paid the. 
purchase off, essentially. Yeah, they had like a 1% increase in the, the price of their stock, which essentially pays for the Mojang acquisition in one day. And um, and they can huh. get they could buy another Mojang any, if anyone's interested. Hey, hey look. If you're out there and want to start a company for a couple billion people. dollars, uh, we know a software company a who's very uh, popular web series in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Great marketing for it. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to, think, to see. You can speculate all you want. This is a situation where time will tell. We will see it's exactly true. how this all shakes out. Yeah, there, Microsoft has, actually has a lot of opportunities to learn from what Mojang's done well here. Mm-hmm. From their, their mod support, the texture packs, and all that stuff that people have made over years and years and years. Uh, Microsoft tends to exist in sort of that walled garden area. You know, the console version certainly does, where you, you know, you pay microtransactions for new texture packs and that sort of stuff. But the like the PC version, this lead version has been like the Wild West and it's worked out really well. Arguably, the game wouldn't have done as well without all of those creations. And so they have the opportunity to learn from that uh, and maybe add a lot of that stuff into the console version, which, by the way, I think is suddenly going to catch up dramatically. It'll also probably be rewritten. I yeah. think. You Probably think off, so? They're going to take it back? I think so. Well, I mean, it, I, I, yeah. it would be nice if it was not running off Java. Right. That's, that's the biggest performance issue it has now. However, that's also, I think, largely what's contributed to its flexibility, its ability to be picked up and modded by so many people. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to make a, a PC game completely non-moddable, but uh, they could certainly make it harder mm-hmm. if they chose to. But sure. yeah. I, I will say, too, for naysayers, that if you're still living in the guys of the evil Microsoft Corporation, like Microsoft equals evil, it's you're you're a decade out of touch. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, like, there's lots of people that are way more evil. <laughs> right. I mean there's, there's tons of evil corporations let's, that are out there. Let's yeah. talk oil spills. Why cherry pick? There's evil everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Microsoft's just a little one. Well it always bugged the shit out of me that Bill Gates always had this reputation of being the evil guy and Steve uh-huh. Jobs was like this technological saint. You know what I mean? When Bill Gates is spending seventy five percent of his wealth over the course of like five years to cure malaria and now Ebola did it donated an extreme amount of money to Ebola. And I know Bill Gates is not synonymous with Microsoft anymore, but that's where that whole era, that image comes from, that Microsoft is this massive evil corporation. Well, they were both super cutthroat people. I mean, they were willing to buy, borrow, or steal anything they needed to get where they needed to be. In fact, poor Xerox is the one that really was the brunt of most of that. You read that article, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. A lot of stuff news. took place in Xerox labs yeah. that benefited a lot of people. I think the and mouse, the GUI, Xerox, right? Wasn't yeah. that the, uh, the Token ring? scroll wheel? Network? Ethernet? Wasn't the, uh, the initial iPod wheel that was developed, was that a Xerox Was that thing? Xerox too? There it was, wouldn't surprise there me. Was, that was from a totally unrelated company, kind of and then control. like they, they bought it and became the well, iPod If they bought thing. it, that was a real step up, because well, in the old days it was okay. just like, hey, that's some that's a cool idea you got there. I uh, it'd be a shame if that just showed up in the wild. It'd be I awful. Don't know. All right. Well, somehow awful. acquired it anyway. <laughs> somehow acquired it. <laughs> but we'll see. I, you know, it's like since we're on the topic of like Ethernet and things that Xerox Labs invented, I still to this day have this goddamn problem with NAT. How did they go from the Xbox Live? On the 360 to X- Xbox Live on the one, and this NAT is still an issue. It's like if I I have two Xboxes in my house, so if Three. I go from one to the other. Well, now we have a third one that we borrowed. It's kind of hobbled there. We're playing Destiny and Fire Teams in the house, and uh, yeah, I mean, I can get one of them okay, and then the other two are just like I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah. the solution's always been like, oh, you have just this one that needs to go on. Great, put it on the DMZ. This one machine can do whatever it wants. Yep. I don't know how this problem actually lasted beyond multi-console households. What if you have a PlayStation and an Xbox? A lot of people do. Uh, you're probably not running them at the same time, though. 
I so mean, you might say my. So what you need to you need to it's like not necessarily say change IP. the Ethernet cable, uh, or no, I mean, what if possibly. they're running on Wi-Fi? Then you've got problems. It's really easy to get one console through that. That's what we're saying. It's multiple yeah. kinds. We have the same problem here when we're trying to do it uh, out of this building. But and you are actually running a lot these days. Mm-hmm. You're running all your consoles in low power mode. Typically, you are. That's true. They're all just kind of idling. Which right. the, the power studies on those are kind of frightening. Like how much it's actually sucking out of your power bill. Right. You mean when they say power? Saving? Yeah. Well, it's just. Yo, yeah, it sounds so nice, right? <laughs> like, it is a weird way to say it's now using power all the time. It's actively, constantly <laughs> consuming power. It's power costing is what it's doing. Look Where how much I saved off. on power by running my console you're 24 even, hours a day. I mean, with the Xbox, you're even telling it, hey, turn off. And it's like, ah, you probably didn't mean that, right? Like, wink. You know, you it. I'm just going to be here. Like, I'm not going to go away. I'll just be right here in case you need me. It is true. It's like it wouldn't be able to hear you if it was really off. It's like Xbox, are you on? No. <laughs> are you really off? X- Xbox, Maybe. stop listening. No. It's like having a conversation with my son. Are you re- are you sure? I'm not sure. You know, speaking of which, does Destiny have any support for Connect in any way? I don't think not so. Not to my knowledge. No. I don't, it, it, does it even support voice? Like, I don't think that, you can talk. Well, Wasn't that a we, mandate for all we Xbox did, One games? We were uh, using it over the weekend, and uh, we were using Connect for the voice. In fact, okay. had to fig- like go through a lot of effort to figure out how to mute it. Well, here's the. I mean, that's been yeah. a big issue right now because they finally just released raids. <laughs> Which I've already been beaten, but it took 10 hours. And the, it seems like a nightmare. The, the six-man team we just died, tried it. died, what Did was you? it, 1,600 times? 1,600 times. 1,600 deaths. Over, over 10 hours to complete the it raid. It was a level 26 raid, and I think a few of them were 28. See how that breaks down. I think the, the lowest they had may have the been The lowest 25. was 26. Was 26? Yeah. Okay. 1,600 deaths over 10 hours, so you're talking 160 deaths an hour. You're talking <laughs> an average of 2.6 deaths a minute. <laughs> I believe it. I honestly believe it. That's like, like okay, we that's just like the game it. is spawn killing you, basically. It pretty much does. So, okay, Destiny has mm, man. Okay, me and Destiny, wow. Every, it seems that, like that Ryan room has in Destiny is is having a bad time. Okay, you're all in the process where you guys have a weird thing where you're on a deadline where you sort decided of. this day we're going to be doing raids for let's plays. And that may get to get up to level 26. That which does absolutely level, make it worse. When you're at level 18, it seems like a breeze. And then you get to level 20, and you're, like, hunting for armor with light in it. Pretty but much. Bernie, Twitter would like to thank you for turning everyone's Xbox on. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got you again. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, no, this, this is the thing about Destiny. So, again, you know, just... Freezing past the point that all this, the single-player content is people telling you how they're not going to tell you things. Because that occurs not once but twice. We got to that point of the story and we laughed because of what it you said. It was so yeah. accurate. Yeah. Well, there's a, there, I didn't even remember it because I wasn't playing it with headphones the time before. But when you first talk, your first cutscene, when you talk to the speaker, he's like, you're like, hey, what's going on? What's with the world? Why is it like this? And he's like, well, I could tell you about this. Or I could tell you about this. Or I could tell you about this. Anyway, that's the world. Go hang out. Got any, Why? Got any engrams on you, buddy? Got any motes <sighs> of light? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, no, you get to 20, finally, and you're like, oh, great, I finished the story. Good for me. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just a, a constant grind, trying to get something to drop. There's nothing you can do. There's not a single thing you can do that will guarantee, like, even somebody in your party a chance of getting a drop. By the way, everything that you just mm-hmm. said would be completely forgiven if they just called the game what it is, an MMO. No. Even MMOs, like if you're like, okay, we're going to do this high-level raid, somebody is going to get something. 
it may not even be something they need, but it's going to be at least like a certain tier of equipment. A Destiny's thing. like, no, absolutely not. You may get something, maybe you won't. Congratulations! Raid, after have you finished the raid though? We, did we finish what? the raid? Really? You just asked right. these guys if they finished the raid. <laughs> Here's the thing. But he says he's the raid starts. The raid, you should get something. Let you know? me paint you a picture. Well, no, no, we've done strikes though, like really hard strikes. So you're, you're, let me you're paint you a picture of the raid. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a, they put it up there. Like, here's a daily or a weekly. Like, that should be a thing. They even sure. say rewards on there. Like, you get gear, gear, gear. Nothing. You will get nothing. Don't even try. It's an MMO. Especially you get it's to the MMO. end and it's there's a little spinny thing where it's like, hey, you're gonna get something. No, you don't get anything. But anyway, yeah, the raid is great. You start off, and uh, we didn't make it past, uh, I think, what, five-minute walk into it. <laughs> really? What was, what was your average death thing. per minute? You know, like I the podcast know. crew we play Left 4 Dead on realism. It is that hard. <laughs> it's well, just like, how short a distance can we go before we all die? So, I mean, we were, you know, everybody's been grinding, grinding, grinding to get enough equipment. And what we Which would make you with, good at the game. Yeah, this is part of my ire with the game is having had to have done that. Uh, but so we end up with Ray's 26, Gavin and I are 25. Uh, and then I think Michael and, uh, and Jeff were 24, and Jack just eked in at 23. That's the minimum you can be. Jack has his boots problem where he can't he was get at, boots. Now he's got nothing but boots since he got the boots. <laughs> and there's still no legendary. Like, the man has not seen a legendary drop are in those, two days are those of the blue constant ones? playing. <laughs> those the blue ones? That's the purple ones. Purple. Wait, exotics are yeah. orange. Yeah. Okay, see, I'm level 16. I'm still really happy about getting a blue thing so no just wait yeah, the blue thing wears thin real fast we watched really? we watched a trailer for destiny we watched the live action trailer and i'm not sure if it was part of that or one we saw followed up where in the trailer they open a loot chest uh-huh. and like four oh blue yeah Ingrams that was pop out we're like bullshit yeah. <laughs> no that was definitely just a, that was not the live action thing but that was a trailer or something right after we were like where's that loot chest <laughs> <laughs> i want to go shit. there <laughs> But it's, uh, I love, too, the culture that's popping up around it. Like, on Twitter, people have made uh, parody accounts for the uh, uh, Crypt- Cryptarch. Is that how you uh-huh. say the Cryptarch? Yeah. And it's just really great. It's just like how stingy this fucking guy is. Oh, he's a prick. Yeah. He's a right prick. All right, hang on. I'm going to read this. I'm going to cool down sure. a little bit. You're not so we'll re engage. We'll re engage. Okay. You got it. I, I may even be able to complete words this time. We'll find out. Uh oh. Don't jinx yourself. The greatest time in TV is the fall. Your favorite TV shows are coming back with new episodes and new shows are premiering. And Hulu Plus is making it the best fall ever. Best, the fall, the best whatever. I got it. No, we're good. I didn't stumble over a word. It's still continuing. Uh, right now, Hulu Plus has all the current season episodes of your favorite shows like Sleepy Hollow, Bob's Burgers, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. If you're not caught up on your shows, catch up now on Hulu Plus. You've probably watched Hulu on your computer. Uh, Hulu Plus is so much more. Hulu Plus lets you watch every episode of shows like South Park, Family Guy, and more. And Hulu Plus works on your computer, Smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, Xbox, Wii, PlayStation, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and pretty much any streaming device that you already own. For only $7.99 a month, watch your fall shows anytime, anywhere. Uh, but I'm getting getting the hookup for my... I'm getting... Yeah, this, this, I forgot that I was part of this. But I... <laughs> not you guys. I'm getting the hookup for my subscribers. And you get a two-week free trial when you go to HuluPlus.com slash patch. Two weeks is better than one. Make sure you go to HuluPlus.com slash patch so you can get your extra free week and they know that we sent you. We, all of a sudden. Yeah, plurality. It helps support us and keep and lets us keep making videos and gets you a better deal. One more time, that's HuluPlus.com slash patch for your two-week free trial. Boop. Thanks. <laughs> Great job. So what is Sleepy Hollow? 
I've ne- is this a it's TV a, show? Uh, yeah, it's a TV show. It's like a modern update of uh, obviously the Headless Horseman. Really? Yeah, modern now, update. Of it. Yeah, no, it's he's There's been like resurrected in the future. The the whole um, okay. yeah no he's in the future now he's in modern times the whole like retelling story book like story tales. Fairy tales, story so tales. storybook tales, story fairy tales. tales. As TV shows, tales it's like a whole new thing. You've got you've got Grimm, yeah. you've got Sleepy Hollow, you've got Once Upon a Time, all of which I watched. By the way, I'm like a season behind on every, all of them, but I totally watched them. Well, now you can go to HulaPlus.com/slash/patch and watch every season, every episode. <laughs> never Thanks, heard. Ryan. I will check out. I will check out Sleepy Hollow because I never. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's uh yeah, it's a thing. I heard a really interesting stat and stuff like right. HulaPlus that contributes to it. Tell. Won't stay on this topic very long. Thirty-four percent of millennials do not watch any television. Watch Good for them. Zero television. Get out there and live. They watch, I don't think that's they what watch, they're doing. They watch, <laughs> I think they're watching iPads. <laughs> to be clear, they watch TV shows, but they do not watch oh, them on the television they don't in the watch traditional them via manner. TV. Uh, Good for them. Less radiation, right? No. There you Maybe. go. Right. No, no, it's closer instead, to your face. Instead, they're all just sleeping with iPads. We're gonna finally solve that liquid crystal shortage <laughs> we've been running into because they won't be buying TVs. Yeah. The, the the rise of smartphones and you know the it, we don't often talk about it like this, but. We're, we were looking forward to, like, what are some big releases that are coming out? Uh, what are you looking forward to? As far as TV shows? No, no, no. For video games. Oh, uh, Back Shadow on topic of Mordor here. is coming up pretty soon. I'm Shadow of Mordor looks so September good. September 30th. I think, I think the, 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 the crazy thing with Destiny is how they're going to be competing with their own – Bungie's going to be competing with their own work, essentially, remastered in just a, That's true. a few weeks, it seems like. And Which would also explain why they're focusing on PlayStation so heavily because that's the area where they will not be competing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. The PlayStation owners will not have access to the Master Chief Collection. I just heard somewhere now that I'm going to have trouble backing this up, but maybe you guys have heard about it. So they're adding a little bit of stuff into Halo 2 to kind of segue for Halo 5. Like an ending? (laughs) Sorry, too (laughs) soon. (laughs) Too soon. Someone (laughs) in the team owner made that exact same joke when that news came up. Are you saying it's too soon for a joke about Halo 2? You will listen just, yeah, (laughs) too soon. Because I still have friends that worked on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if anything needed maybe a little touch up, I mm-hmm. would maybe say that it would be Halo Two. But you know what, mm-hmm. the work they did on the Halo anniversary uh, with some of the terminals and some of the extra stuff they added in, everybody loved that. That's you what know? I heard. Is yeah, there I was going to be some additional using. terminals mm-hmm. to uh, to help kind of provide more segue. I don't know why you'd segue from two into five, but oh, I think they might be doing some stuff with the um, with the live action show they're doing as well with the uh, what's his name Locke. Oh yeah, how's that doing? Well, it's not Anybody? started yet. No? It comes okay. out. It comes out Somebody in November. Release it someday. Yeah. Yeah, it comes out. You know, it's going to be there with the Master Chief Collection. But I think mm-hmm. they're doing a lot to try and tie all of that stuff together, leading into five. I still haven't seen Halo running at sixty frames per second, but I hear that it's incredible. You're over the sixty frames a second thing, right? Totally over it. I'm now well, part of know. the future. What have you been running? I'm, I'm having trouble just existing at this normal frame rate. Oh, well, what, uh, what have you been running at sixty frames? Uh, uh, whatever just recently come out. Uh, Destiny is sixty frames, isn't it? It's not. I don't think so. Well, there, was, there was a patch that was supposed to bump it to 60. I, I don't for, know if it's happened yet. For Last of Us, I had to that lock it down at 30 when uh-huh. it first came out. And then after a while and playing multiplayer, I just turned it off. So you never played a PC game at first-person <gasps> shooters? Something about it Something about it bothered me. What's up? Oh, my God. We all re- need to be really, really jealous of this guy on Twitter. Andy Ford, he says, he just got a chest with three or four blue engrams on a moon patrol. They do exist. Son of a bitch. Tell us where it is. Yeah, Tell really. Us. That needs to be on the internet immediately. Yeah, picture didn't Who happen. Who are you? But, but 
the, we were talking about releases that are coming yeah. out, and I'm excited about Shadow of Mordor. I'm excited about Assassin's Creed Unity. Oddly yeah. enough, I can't shake how excited I am for Unity. And it's like, why there's would you want to shake that? Because I feel weird like stuff going on with Unity, I got, man. Oh, man, I got this icky desire to play a video game on me. <laughs> well, no, it's like it's like I walked into E3 not expecting mm-hmm. to be excited about the sixth Assassin's Creed <laughs> game, but then I saw it. It's like I'm I'm ex- I'm as excited about that as I am about anything else. And uh, but this week. Nobody often talks about it this way, but there's a major console release happening this week because there's new iPhones that are shipping this week. And that's a huge gaming platform. Yeah. And we don't often consider when we talk about gaming platforms. Literally fact, a huge gaming platform the, now. Isn't it like this big? That's the one that I'm going to get so that I can possibly <laughs> play Sid Meier's Pirates on it. I bought Sid Meier's Pirates because I was like, this great game. Love it. Amazing. Uh, I played it on PC years ago. Uh-huh. It's out on iOS. Totally going to play it. I have little tiny iPhone going... Well, how? What are you gonna? Where so are you I gonna just, put I it? I immediately gave up. Are you just gonna get like a lanyard for it? I mean, how do you carry this thing around? I'm a girl. I have a handbag. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. like a black hole. Yeah. A, you know. And you know, if I do put it in my back pocket mm-hmm. for like just like oh, I need to put it here for a second, it'll fit. Will it's it? not gonna stay there for long, but it'll fit. It's like one we did, standard we, we tested, pocket wide. Yeah, we tested it with the 3ds. The um, the, the, <laughs> the XL is actually XL. about the same size. Yeah, so it's the same like form factor, but not the same thickness. Uh-huh. Like essentially, uh, from what I understand, the iPhone six will be about the thickness of just the lid of it, the screen part. Wow. Of it. Okay. And so seven I, I have point seven point two oh, millimeters or something. Yeah. So for reference, the iPhone six plus. This has got fingerprints all over it. Cole, that's about how big the new iPhone. Someone's is going to zoom in and they're going to take your identity in comparison to the iPhone, which is right here. That's huge. Yeah. So it's a lot bigger device. But that's it does, like a. Do you remember the Palm tops? Like way back in the early days of computers, they were like, yeah. "Oh, we're going to create." This tiny computer and it's going to be this size. This is exactly and that size. And they had the little yeah. teeny tiny keyboards. Yes, and it had a tiny keyboard that you couldn't touch because your fingers are just large and oafish. Yeah, and I remember the, the Palm itself. Remember that device where you had to learn yes, your scripting language. That was to one write, of them to, to write in the thing. But yeah, so it's a uh, you know it's a big gaming platform, but it's like yeah we don't really talk about it like that. What catches people's eyes more is stories like the U two being pushed out to all the iPhones, whether you wanted it or not. The new U two album. Yeah, you got a bug in your drink. That's fine. It's protein. He didn't drink too much. No, he's gone now. We went, sure. one time we went to dinner in New Zealand when we were down there, and she was <laughs> drinking out of a jug of wine, and we realized it was candlelit, nice little place. Whoa, you were drinking out of a jug of no, wine. No, okay, first of all, it wasn't like wine. Decanter? It was like, it was, no, it was like one of those- Straight from the decanter? It was one of those like, She's warm coffee. drinking in the jug, <laughs> like a hillbilly. Uh, okay. She played the banjo like, for 20 minutes. Just make sure we clarify that. I'm glad we're all out to dinner. Oh, no, 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 no. Of course, we're saying that, but she did. we did discover that there were bugs like in it, and she was like, I don't care. Oh, I, I didn't know. Maybe the, New Zealand just the waiter, operated that way. The waiter was mortified. I think it's because I ordered one of those hot cocktails that uh-huh. are, you know, it's got like whiskey and probably like hot tea and lemon and all that sort of stuff, you know, really homey. And uh, I just, I have to assume that no one had ordered one for a while and that whatever they normally serve them in had had time to uh, accumulate a family. Had, uh, yeah. A healthy and, uh, layer were, of carcasses. Oh, no, of carcasses. It, was, it was around the, the ring of the oh. they, they, they replaced it. They were very nice about it. I felt bad that they felt so bad, frankly. So how much of it did you drink before realizing this? Well, see, I poured it into little teacups, and then I was just like, oh, I got something in my drink. Wait a minute. Okay, so you've not you've gone from drinking straight from the decanter to now you were pouring no, wine no, no, into I had a, a teacup. All the flies were in the decanter. Okay, but why a little teacup? Because that's what you sip a this hot cocktail This is a fancy out of. restaurant. Yeah, okay. she's, she's got the whole thing. How did, the question is, how do we get from the iPhone 6 discussion to this somehow? Well, there's that too. It's but, Bernie's yeah. fault. Bugging the drink. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, I'm, I will probably get uh, an iPhone 6 somewhere down things. the road. Almost made the segue. Almost. It was close. Almost. 
But I'm talking about I'm going to go to Smash Brothers after this, but we'll wait. I, I I will get an iPhone six, but I don't think of it for gaming at all. Like I've never made that smartphone decision based on whether or not I can run a certain game or anything like that. I mean, casual is the main market now, right? I mean, that's why you got Candy Crush destroying things, yeah, and which, stealing their names. You know, when you look at the the Minecraft acquisition by Microsoft, that number of two point five billion dollars for a company that is essentially one title. Um, that was the same thing we were talking about when King went through the IPO when they were mm-hmm. Candy Crush, and that was significantly more money. Interestingly enough, I didn't know this, but apparently before he did Minecraft, uh, Notch worked for King. Really? Yeah. Back in 2009. Interesting, because I, uh, I always heard, you know... That was that- just an anecdote I read somewhere, so could be wrong, it's the internet, but I actually think it's, like, it's quite interesting <laughs> that, like, he went on to do his thing, which has, you know... In my opinion, completely eclipsed uh-huh. even you know even Candy Crush, but they also like huge upwards trajectory. It's weird what five years can do. Yeah, the market cap for King today they're down from their IPO. They were at about twenty when they started. Their stock price is now thirteen point seven four. Um, they're in U.S. dollars. Their market cap is four point three nine billion. So all right, there you go doing fine for themselves. Doing okay. Doing okay with uh, the candy maybe, crushing. Maybe Microsoft will buy them out next. Probably they, that look, lucrative they, trademark. They, they can have. afford a lot of those now. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> what if they would have King had bought Mojang? Not that they probably would have sold. Me. That would have been interesting. That would have been. Uh, that would have been awful. That would have been icky. Would you like to buy like a that, carrot? See, I would. That's the reaction. I, that's like people reacting to uh, Facebook buying Oculus. That's how I'd feel if King bought something. Yeah. Just, just be like, oh well, that's. Ah, uh, well, is, yep. Has so the f- Facebook acquisition of Oculus yes. affected it in any way? No. Wow. I mean, they well, lost Minecraft they... until someone made a mod that <laughs> too soon fixed that. Right, and they just like came up with another yeah, Minecraft. And now there's just right around. No, no, it's still Minecraft. It's just modded to work with Oculus. Yeah, that's the other concern. You know, that the, the other thing that makes me optimistic about the Microsoft acquisition of Minecraft is that if you're doing a cost analysis, a business analysis of buying Minecraft or just kind of making another Minecraft. I mean, it's like for $2.5 billion, do you think you could develop a Minecraft? You probably could, but what you can't get is the built-in, baked-in community and goodwill that that has. And so I think what Microsoft is going to end up doing with Minecraft is not damage that. I think I, mm. I really do think I have I have nothing but good faith well, and if optimism. They, if they damage it, they're basically just burning their own money. They're burning their own money in in that case. Yeah, I think so. Unless did they already like, make their money on the stock rise. They did. Well, there's another, there's <laughs> so another weird did, thing about their they're accounting evens already. Too. They already um, and Microsoft already considers their they accounting can lose it just <laughs> even for this year because there's apparently a really weird thing that goes on in finance. It's like magical numbers, and they're saying that it's already paid for itself. They don't mean that it's already made $2.5 billion, mm. like the, that Minecraft itself has, because of course it hasn't. They're just saying that they think that this year it'll pay for itself because the uh, the acquisition will make more money than the $2.5 billion would have made if it was just sitting in the bank, bank earning interest. Yeah, you're that's speaking a, in tongues. Yeah, that's Microsoft, a, Microsoft that is, is one of those thing. companies. I do not get finance at all. <laughs> no, I'm Microsoft like money is a money or money it's invested not money, is worth more than money not invested. Yeah, my, Microsoft has a uh, lot of cash. Not many companies are in that position. Microsoft, Apple, companies like that, they have a lot of cash, and so it's just in a way a diversification of their position. Same thing with Facebook uh, when they bought um, WhatsApp for seventeen billion dollars, and I was like, what the hell. United Airlines sold for $4 billion, and you're buying WhatsApp, a, commu- a text messaging app, for $17 billion? It's like – because it's all stock. You know what I mean? And at this point – and it's public stock, but it's a way Facebook is just like maintains their position. Like it's a defensive maneuver and a really smart one, mm-hmm. even though somebody made $17 billion <laughs> off of it. Good for them. 
Well, I mean, since we're on the uh, the Facebook thing, should we talk about real quick the uh, the new o- Oculus? Oculus? The new Oculus game? <laughs> this is from Forbes. Fun number. Apple has twice as much cash as the U.S. government. So that's really I'm, interesting. I'm sad yeah. now. Uh, they mean, they made, uh, and Microsoft has more cash than the U.S. government as well. They would have made over a billion dollars just in the like in the first 24 hours after announcing iPhone 6 off of orders. They sold 4 million iPhone 6s. And even a, like in the first day. And doing conservative math saying that everyone bought on contract uh, the base iPhone 6 model at 199, that's 796 million dollars. Uh-huh. This was, I mean and nobody did that. The iPhone 6 pluses are completely ordered out until like November. So people went for the Megan's really models. mad that her ship date slipped. Yeah, she's, she's yelling in the background. She canceled her order and went to another place. It was like, I can get it day one. And now they're telling her that that one's uh, slipped too. Oh, <laughs> Maggie. You got burned. First day? First day? You are? Still okay. first day. She bitched out and got a six. She bitched out and oh, got a six. She didn't get a six plus. Home. Right. So, uh, you know, a six plus could be dangerous for someone to make size. It's a pretty serious piece of technology. Like, she had to strap it to her back. <laughs> the, um, but we're talking about that ship dates and things like that. You actually were talking to me earlier, and I said, hey, why don't you wait and talk about it in the patch? Uh, you find out the Destiny sales numbers versus the ship numbers. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is, this is one of the best illustrations of why ship numbers are bullshit. Okay. So they, ship, they shipped $500 million of Destiny day one. Super impressive, right? Everyone is hella impressed. Best shipped IP... New IP of all time. Best IP launch, new IP launch of all time, because they shipped 500 million. Best shipped. They, <laughs> what a dubious honor. They also just, just throwing them out on street quarters. Yeah. Well, it was either um, today or maybe um, yesterday afternoon they announced their sales numbers for the first week. They've sold 326 million. Still, by the way, really impressive, but the fact that they previously announced that they shipped 500 million makes a 300 and, is it 326, 362, 300 and a couple lots of million in the first five days. That's really impressive. But the fact that they they said five hundred million makes it look like a little bitch number. Three hundred sixty-two million dollars. Day one, essentially, is what they're saying. No, the first five days. The first five days. I'll I'll look it up. Let's. I mean, let's be honest. That's a good number. That's that's a very very good number. They're not crying into their their pillows at night because of Destiny sales. Anything but a failure. Yeah. This is from Polygon. Three hundred twenty-five million dollars in the first five days. Sorry. There you go. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's a huge number. They now guys. It's a huge, it's a huge number. number. If a huge movie number. did three hundred twenty-five yeah. million dollars in its opening weekend, that we would just we wouldn't even know the name of the movie. We just call it the movie that everybody saw because it's three hundred twenty-five <laughs> like, oh, million dollars. Oh, did you go to the movie this weekend? Of course, yeah. I went to the movie. Okay, well, I had Everyone to. Was yeah, <laughs> it was required I was by compelled. law. <laughs> huge success. Then they, if they had just gone on that instead of trying to be like, oh, we shipped five hundred million. Then it would look as impressive as it really is. But I, I, I think it's okay to say it should five hundred million because it shows a commitment on the part of retailers. No, the game they, is available to no, be bought. They wanted people to think that it had sold that many. Sure, it's marketing. Really? Do you think that was their motivation? Because what, what? How does that benefit them really? Like, they because Activision wants to look like the big dog. Well, they do, and, and there's that, and that well, granted, here's the thing: is they they still would have been. Uh-huh. They didn't need to do that. That was an unnecessary. Brag? Look, you know, you're you're marketing to gamers and you need to speak the language of winning and losing. They would have still won. That's what gamers speak. That's what we speak all day long in that. You got to die by right out and drop all, the big dog. We also yeah. like legitimate wins, <laughs> though, right? Right on the table, right? <laughs> yeah, if I'm trying to find find units, you know, because obviously there's mm-hmm. a lot of different SKUs for Destiny going all the way up to the Ghost Edition, uh, the one that came with the little model Ghost. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how many units there are, but it's an impressive amount. And my opinion of Destiny is... Uh, I think it is an MMO, and I think people should call it an MMO. Um, I mean, there's health bars 
in an FPS. I mean, how many FPSs have a health bar? Well, Borderlands. The enemy. It's not very massive. Borderlands is an MMO. I mean, MMO. Like no, it's Borderlands people. is not an Borderlands MMO. Is, Borderlands. We have this argument too many times. Borderlands is an MMO, MMO that you just play as one player. Right. That makes it not an MMO. That makes it, it at best an MMO. Mmo has come to mean something else. Can we just call it MO? That's what I just said. It's not massive. It's a a multiplayer online game. You want to settle another debate? Is Destiny an open world game? Is it an open world game? Yes. Uh, Just gut level. Is it open world? I want to say no, but rationally I keep thinking yes. It's like there are segments of it that are open world, but it's it's disjointed. Like it's broken. See? No. Just, you I mean said it's, it's segmented. Here's the thing. I said it's an open level world. What? 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 You MMO cannot, is not segmented. Here, like here's that. why I would say it's not. Okay, in an MMO or in uh, say GTA, stop it. I see you <laughs> over there. I see you in the corner of my eyes. Like, your patrol, <laughs> like the patrol, would be your navigation. Like you would go into what is in Destiny as a patrol, which is basically the open world part of it. Right. You would be able to go to an area and start the mission. Right. Instead of going to orbit and then having to say, I want to run that. Yeah, no, no, I had to get on the stupid blimp in Warcraft to go to certain areas and things like that. Yeah, but you could still walk there. You could just walk up to it and say, here That's I am. That's just loading screen bullshit to me. No, it's That's not. not. It's yeah, that I, you can't walk from point A to point B. You have to go into a menu and select that. I got to hop on the back of a flying bird. It's still got a level there. select, which is kind of so while it has, silly for the... I mean, granted, GTA V, there is a level select to that where you could say, oh, give me this mission. Uh, after you've finished it, that's pretty much the only way to go back and, and do that older mission sets. But, but you can walk to that you location. You could, while your normal playthrough, you could have just, without having ever having to interact with a menu, progress the story by just walking around. Which that, I think, is the true test to me. Really? To me, yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I okay. still think it's it's an open level design. I'd say it's like multiple open worlds, mm-hmm. but... Like, overall, I wouldn't say it's open world because you shouldn't have to go into a menu and select where you want to go. You should be able to just go to there. If you went and you hopped in your little spaceship and you aimed it upwards and zoomed at the moon, then it would be. But it's not. And you flew it physically to the moon yourself and did it? Yes. I totally think it's open world. And it's just like got fast travel. It's actually baked, <laughs> baked in. Nope, because you can't. You also can't skip straight from Earth to Venus. You have to go back to orbit. You have, Maybe. To, you have to go through you the system. Mind. If, if you're changing actual physical planets, then that's fine. But it, just the part that I can't start uh, a mission without leaving and going to a, a level select. It's a pretty level select, but right. it's a level select. Also, how, why is the tower separate from Earth? The tower's on Earth. Really? Yeah, it's absolutely on Earth. <laughs> they try to make it seem like a separate place. But you, you need a button that just goes to the tower. You have to go that out would be nice. Orbit. If I, I would prefer, the, I would prefer the like game. Eight buttons to get there. Orbit, Orbit's very cool for the party uh-huh. system, and on the Xbox, I, from what I've heard, the PS4 party system is vastly superior, way better to the Xbox One's party system. It's been the Xbox One's been frustrating. Shit. It's yeah, been frustrating. It's, it's been hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it to, took to us. It took us like a half hour to discover like the notifications in the the top uh-huh. left corner of the home screen that you can't get your party invite. Like if you miss the party invite. One of yeah. Bernie would be like, it's coming in. We'd be like, all right. You have to be like right, Johnny right there, on the spot. Waiting for it. No, we haven't yeah. had that problem. Because we couldn't, we couldn't like, find just, it. Well, the only problem we're having, it'll pop and stay for us, or at least the one in the top corner, but Jeff can't receive them. Just doesn't get them. Yeah, he's just now completely blocked. Like, he cannot get party or game advice at all. He has bad luck with that kind of stuff. Like, he also has the 360 that doesn't get a network connection the first time it turns on. I think that's fixed. Is it? No, we're finally fixed. <laughs> that was only four years ago. <laughs> <he had> that <laughs> problem. Well, it's a on, very me, specific problem. Let me read this and we'll talk about it. Uh, 
Cooking and eating should be enjoyable. It's very enjoyable for me, i got to say, the eating more than the cooking. But if you're busy or health conscious or just don't know your way around a kitchen, it can be stressful. Ordering out is expensive and gets unhealthy fast. Cooking's a pain, too. Finding and coming up with recipes, shopping for ingredients, dealing with leftover produce that just goes to waste. Forget it. You need Blue Apron to take the stress out of cooking. Here's how it works. For $9.99 per meal, they'll send you the right ingredients in the exact right proportions with simple recipe instructions right to your door. Meals are 500 to 700 calories per serving, way too low for how delicious they are. Blue Apron includes step-by-step instructions with pictures. It's idiot-proof. They work around your schedule and but your diet. But is dietary. it Gavin-proof? Uh, not yet tested. <laughs> what, is he boof. here? Boof from Meg. I've been safe. Mm. They work around your schedule and your dietary preferences. Cooking takes about half an hour and shipping is always free. You'll make meals like beef patty melt with and cod with Parmesan-crusted squash. I love cod. That sounds really good. But do you oh, love yeah. squash? And more I'm delicious more. meals. You'll cook incredible meals and be blown away by the quality and freshness. Blue, that blue Apron, fast, fresh, and affordable. I can't do it. I can't talk for two whole ads. In the stress of cooking right now, go to blueapron.com slash the patch, the space patch. How did, that doesn't make sense. All right. BlueApron.com <laughs> slash, let's say one word, the patch. And get your first two meals free. That's right. Two meals free for what, just for word? going to BlueApron.com slash the patch. One word. One word, <laughs> I guess. And, see, and, and I'm going to like, go it. Don't it's, worry, Ryan. It's it quotation marks all of us. and then capital the space patch in quotation Believe it or not, I put in the space and it worked. And it got me put to Put in the our, space. I got to our offer code. That's how you do it. It seems it seems to me like it worked. Audio paid, podcast, the patch. Yep, they, there you they, go. They've got you covered, Ryan. The space is very important. That's really cool. Man, it seems like the way that food is being delivered is just being revolutionized like their services in i can't Austin. wait till there's just a tube that arrives at my house <laughs> wrong with you and i just put my mouth under it and it goes oh <laughs> that's blue, blue apron version two food too ryan, ryan always wanted to be a hamster i did i'm, I'm ready to go <laughs> mobile feeding tube you have a funny idea i'm gonna run by you a little bit later. <laughs> so it's along the lines of your food too oh no um, so I'm terrified. Uh, so you did a you did a piece today that you released. Should we, should we, should we wrap up on Destiny real quick? Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's one Is more there thing I gotta more say. To wrap up. Okay, yes. I guess there is. That annoys the crap out of me. Go ahead. Annoys the crap Just, out of me. Is it Dinglebot? No. I mean, we're over that. That way. ship sailed. All right. So again, another way you can farm for more stuff. You know, weapons, exotics. That's the main thing you're really looking for. Is playing Crucible. The Crucible system is completely not based on your skill level, which in a way is good, but is also... Whoa! Wow, that was very frightening. Uh, is also bad because it's a cow. Yes. It's a, it's a Minecraft Gavin, cow. Gavin missed. I got protected by the iPad. Um, so you'll you know, go into the Crucible, do amazing. You'll be first place. You'll get nothing. The guy at the bottom... I, and I've seen this happen. The guy at the bottom got a legendary and an exotic weapon. Mm-hmm. And exotic is orange? Exotic is orange. The highest yeah. It's like it. I you know will light. have a a really good solid game, and a guy that's four and seventeen gets an exotic weapon. I will say that the reward. I will system, say that that sounds great. That's horrible. because I will it's never be at the top. I will always be at the bottom. I will take my random exotic. And it doesn't so work for me. When I suck, I don't get anything. This is it. It's become a total exercise in envy of like everybody. Yes. Like, oh, you're kidding me! People getting really upset. And especially, it's, it's even worse when everyone on the team, like, and it's because it's all random, really, is what it boils down to, at least as far as I can tell. 
you'll play a game where everyone in the match gets two blue items and you get nothing. It's the equivalent of like the end of the match. The guy goes, "All right, everyone, reach in. All right, grab a thing. All right, you gotta suck." And then the, and you <laughs> you gotta yeah. suck or a sock. Uh, Suck. Okay. I don't think they need to get a general category of gift called the suck. Only if in Destiny it would be one person gets a million dollars and then the bag just punches the other one in the nuts. <laughs> That's what it's like. <laughs> and this is, would you like to play again? <laughs> Listen, I, here's but what it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. It's everything that people are saying about Destiny. Uh, it reaffirms one thing that I've always believed and I'm seeing it in practice now, which is great, solid gameplay forgives so many sins because all the things that people say like it's repetitive you know they're not necessarily in love with the story it feels like a prologue or a first chapter first chapter of something um all those things to me are forgivable because i enjoy i enjoy those repetitive moments while i'm in those moments you know what i mean if i step back and look at it i can acknowledge the fact that some of that gameplay and some of those missions feel repetitive and i am going to the same spaces yet i still keep playing the game I'm still going back to it. Yeah. You know, but, and, it's not stopping me. I am enjoying that game. And a lot of that would also be forgiven if they just called it the MMO. People don't expect a full story out of an MMO. Whereas if you don't call it an MMO, then I would expect a story where they're feeling they're feeling the classic trilogy formula. The first book or a first movie or whatever needs to be self-contained, needs to have a story that can wrap itself up. The second right. one doesn't, but they're taking that second book formula and putting it right in the first one. It's not They're completely. making the beginning open-ended. It's world building. Let's be honest. Yeah. That's what we're seeing is a ton of world building in the first one and we're all just supposed to be like really engaged with that. I wish there building. was a ton, but there isn't. There's just it's just not there. They've provided no content. Yeah, there's, there's a crazy Awoken Queen that seems like she's about to throw they, you into the Thunderdome. So you don't feel cool. like you know the history of the Vex and the Cabal and all that? I like, feel like they've not bothered to tell me any of it. Saturated in that? Oh, I feel like that's the thing they've been like really Where? communicating. Like in the, Even in the cutscenes when you're warping to the planets uh-huh. or going on the missions, you know, you get a lot of information in that. Like, Dinkle will throw off a couple like offhand like, uh, hey, yeah, we're going to go fight these guys. Uh, yeah, they look like those things from the Fifth Element, but uh, they're really kind of bad. So. He, he does feel like Dinklage is the main voice actor in it because he's always with you but there are a ton of other voice actors along the way like when you're going into those missions you do get lots of story that comes in I say story yeah. you get lots of world building the problem is we're in a post uh, the Knights of the Old Republic world Go ahead. an MMO well, can tell a story mm-hmm. and they certainly did in that one an MMO that has a conclusion yeah. like that's a thing that we accept right that's not typical that when I played World of Warcraft I didn't think god I gotta get to the end of this story right. what story there were little arcs when I was in different areas there was a world there was lots of world building <laughs> which, I, which you came into because you know you knew about Warcraft, you know what I mean. But even like some of the big stuff was like the big bosses. Essentially, I wasn't paying too close attention to that stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's like you know I agree with Ashley. It's you know the great Winston Churchill said, "We have not yet reached the beginning of the end, but I think we have reached the end of the beginning." And that's what Destiny feels like. It feels like the end of the beginning. I will throw out a caveat here that my frustrations with it are probably much more pronounced than the average player, just because. As you kind of said, we were sort of trying to push ourselves to get to a point to shoot a video while it was in sort of a timely fashion. So I haven't gotten really to play the game for fun. I've had to play it deliberately to get to a certain objective. And the only way to get to that objective is to just grind, 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 grind. Mm-hmm. So if I was just sitting back and like just playing the, the game and doing whatever I felt like, it would be a very different experience, I think. Mm-hmm. So if we want to take this, uh, this Destiny cast to a new planet... Why don't we talk about Smash Brothers? It came out in Japan. Really? You don't want to talk about booby squeezing? Because that's Oh, no. That's we can talk about that, too. Okay. Oculus booby squeezing. I thought, that, I thought we might end on a high note. Okay. Let's go to the other thing. Um, so, Smash Brothers came out in Japan. Two days, sold a million units. 
doesn't sound like a lot when we're talking about, you know, Destiny selling $326 million worth in five days. But for Japan, that's huge. That's amazing. More amazing is that all the people that were going online and playing competitively, anyone who's, well, not anyone, but a lot of people playing Peach got banned on accident. One of Peach's abilities is, like, she, like, she pulls out a turnip and she can, like, throw it or use it. I'm not 100% clear on that. But there's a chance that it can draw an item instead of a turnip. But in these modes, items are banned. (laughs) And so, like, so if she, like, off chance drew an item instead, they were like, oh, you cheated and banned a bunch of people. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Whole bunch of people, it's opening weekend. I mean, Nintendo apologized and they said they're fixing it this, you know, so that's all good. But it's still really funny that this... You know, one of the things that Nintendo does so well is I think their games get a lot more playtesting than a lot of games because they normally come out so polished. I mean, look at Mario Kart. Yeah. I can't think of any, like, single thing wrong with that. We played that but game this a was year a, in advance. But this E3. was a big thing to miss. Yeah. Like, that's that's funny. Banning a bunch of people? Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, they're, they're, their own ban is, but uh, it sold really, really well. Um, and everyone seems to love it. Aside from that little online problem. Well, I'm glad you did that because it's a very beloved franchise. Yeah, and it comes out here on uh, the 3rd. So that's very exciting. It's so close. Looking forward to never playing it. (laughs) I have never enjoyed, and I know I'm in the extraordinary minority, I have never enjoyed playing Smash Brothers even one time. I enjoy it. I'm never good at it. But, you know, this is going to be great for, like, uh, like, Teddy. The Bernie's youngest uh, is he loves Smash Brothers. He's a maniac for it. Loves he will, it. He will. He he was Play playing. He was playing. Uh, was a Smash Brothers brawl. Yeah. And he played it for weeks and weeks and weeks by himself. He was building levels. He was just going through unlocking everything. Yep. He had a great time with it. So he's going to really like that. So you're saying there's no escaping it for you, really? Oh, I played a ton of it this last <laughs> go round, and I have given yeah, he, I he have really given Smash no Brothers. Uh-huh. I have given it a shot in every iteration, and I just it whatever it is that everyone it grabs hold of them, it just doesn't have that effect on me. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I like it, but I'm just bad at fighting games in general. My fingers, like they just tend to work independently of my brain, and when they that's a bad thing. They'll panic <laughs> and they'll just start pushing buttons, and I have no idea what's going on. That's a very legitimate strategy in a lot of those fighting games. It is. Back, it can back, work. Back, back, back. It is, but then I'm like, oh, I want to do that thing again. We'll never find it again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Or know. it's like, it's like. Even if I know exactly what I need to do to pull off a specific move, my fingers will panic and just start pushing other buttons. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a problem. You people ask me, do you like other fighting games? Yes, I like Street Fighter series and I like Dead or Alive. I like Soul Calibur. Particularly, Dead, particularly Dead or Alive Two and Street Fighter Two. I don't those really see those as equivalent games, honestly. The Smash Brothers is a that. very different type of game than but just it, your, but your Smash average two player fighter. But Smash Brothers does do really well with all those other games in the fighting game scene. It does. Yeah, I just I wouldn't. Th- Put them in the same category necessary. Well, if you're talking about like a pure like mm-hmm. two people fighting kind of game, well, even not necessarily two because Smash Brothers is already more than that. And there's been nice. lots of games that were inspired by, mm-hmm. like uh, I think Tiny Arms was a was a game that was on the Xbox. Didn't gave that a shot. Didn't like that either. Those like four person like side view brawlers. I just they don't do it for me. They don't do it for me. And I feel comfortable saying that. Normally I don't say anything negative about games I don't like, but I just know that this is such a beloved franchise, I'm not going to change anybody's opinion. And, well, not you know, only that, they, but... They know that I'm the idiot in, not, this, in yeah, this scenario. It's, it's not them, it's you. It is, yeah. I, to- <laughs> I totally recognize it. I totally recognize it. Um, anyway, so that high note we are going to end on... Um, I, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so exciting. Small arms. Uh, that's what it's called. Small arms. Small arms. Small arms. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, yes, we have something new you can use your Oculus Rift for. Yeah, yeah. I saw you mentioned that in the, the pre-roll, so... Uh, 
Uh, it looks like it requires a peripheral, though. Yeah, it must. Like a it's a booby-squeezing like, simulator. It is a booby-squeezing for, for simulator. Rift, that, yeah, like this guy, like he hooked his mouse up into it, this whole big thing. Um, Patrick, did uh, did Joey end up sending you the video of that? Okay, oh, cool. It's, it's a short video, but it shows... Um, it's weird. So look at all the IR dots flicker, flickering all over the front of the thing. Oh yeah. So look, here's the thing. So she just so, covers up whenever you. <laughs> so for those listening to the audio version, yeah. uh, it's this guy. He basically made a boob squeezing simulator for that works with Oculus Rift. You put on your Oculus but and then it, yeah. But it all. I mean, in you know that's very interesting and everything. But here's where it takes a really creepy turn. Oh, there's more. When you grab her boobs, she actually like in the game, she actually looks uncomfortable. This is a game this is about horrible. A basically it's really horrible. like it's like creeper the game. Shouldn't a simulator simulate a real life experience? Like, are you walking up to fully clothed people and standing in front of them and just squeezing their boobs? I mean, is this like a normal activity? Well, I'm, I'm a grown man. It's like can can like the it's, uh, it's it's happened, but not like on the level of like flying airplanes. So it has to be simulated. I think it's to, to be accurate, like the DVD drive should kick out and hit you in the crotch. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you grab her. it's just it's it's very very strange. But it's a, it's a, also a kind of disturbing, growing trend because there was was it for Project Morpheus or was this a the Sony the Sony VR? one where there's a um, it was either for Morpheus, it might have been another Oculus thing mm-hmm. uh, where like you're in uh, this teenage schoolgirl's oh, bedroom and that like, was the Morpheus one, you get yeah. near her and she's just like, oh, and she tries to cover herself and step away. All right, see, I think part of this I, is... I don't have words for that. It's just there's something like, there's a cultural why are there thing. multiple things of this all of a sudden? There, and this is an excuse, but there's a cultural thing in Japan in? where like uh, the shy, innocent girl is, is very sought. So... It may not be necessarily that they're trying to imply that this person is rejecting your advances. It may be that they're just trying to say that she's being shy and timid. So no means yes. No, I don't. I'm not even going to get into that whole mess. <laughs> hey, but listen, I'm just saying I mean, that's you, you just a thing the, in, in that culture. You go the other direction with this conversation. It's like, oh, the people who play the game where you mow down innocent bystanders in an airport are making fun of our fantasy boob, booby simulated game. True. I mean, it's like that's, and that's it's completely just contextual. legitimate criticism as well. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's like the games that Americans play. It's like how bizarre. It's like let me go, let me go get the perfect headshot. Yeah, know, it is. It is one of the, the major, uh, I guess, uh, criticisms of American culture is that violence totally okay. Anything sexual, not okay. That is definitely an American thing. Definitely an American thing. Like, uh, and you see it in other countries, like Australia in particular, where they have to make uh, dumbed down versions of the game to, to cut down on the gore. You know, Left 4 Dead 2 was a great example. It's well, they, right, they, though. Well, you know, but they, they also did have some stuff uh, with, was it South Park, where it was, um, they were they had to censor some of the sex stuff. In Australia? Yeah, it was, it was yeah I think it was... It dildo? Was, um, I think they were well, talking the, about they anal the, rape. The dildo weapon. I, this is a thing that we're... This you guys are just throwing, we're playing the cards against the Andy. There's a dildo launcher in Saints Row 4. That was a Saints Row thing, yes. they had to cut out, which I think it launched dildos at you. Yeah, and the it was like the uh, penetrator, or the violator, or the impregnator. Yes, or go ahead. And the the South Park thing, I think, was aliens, like an anal probe thing. Oh yeah, they probed the crap out of you. Yeah, yeah, the, and it was, it was, it was sexualized violence. Yes, there which we go. was considered to be you know outside the bounds of good taste in Australia. Yeah. That said, again, a lot of that's changing because they now have the R eighteen rating. But um, South Park is one that I think they had to censor it even with the eighteen rating. Yeah, so it's, it's different. All cultures are different. You know what I mean? Well, so. They just now was okay. So the Left 4 Dead finally got in because of a new rating, or is that? Yeah. Well, yes. So uh-huh. they had to censor it to get it down to an MA15 plus rating, which for a very long time was the highest rating available in Australia. 
Someone's saying, I loved Ashley J's reaction to Bernie admitting that she went, wait, excuse me? That's a huge red flag in her head. There's going to be a conversation. Wait, what? What did I say? My conversation that it has happened in life where someone stood in front of somebody else and grabbed their boobs while they were fully clothed. Yeah. That has happened. I'm just picturing, like, I just like picturing it. It's a weird, like, it's You're picturing it based on what you just saw there. I'm talking about a total consensual thing between yeah, yeah, yeah. regular adults. Oh, no, yeah. I was picturing, like, an improv anywhere or everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um... And now I've oh yeah so we're Australian ratings right uh, for a long time the highest rating they had was mm-hmm. an MA fifteen plus and so a lot of games had to be brought down to that level because it was mm-hmm. basically the equivalent of a T rating in the U S so they didn't have an M rating so if you couldn't make that rating you had to change it so can they some now games get, cho- uh, just chose not to release there because um, I think Australia New Zealand ends up being like five percent of the global market share and some companies just go. I think actually didn't South Park deal with it a really fun way where they just had like a black oh, yeah. screen pop up that's like you could be seeing content here. Yeah, they, but. they put like explanations in like we were going to show this but uh, <laughs> had to change it. Mm-hmm. It does get to a really interesting realm though of just fantasy in general and the digital culture which is like if two consensual adults found each other and wanted to do something like this and engage in some kind of play like that that would be acceptable to a lot of people Mm -hmm. because it's two adults consenting to something. But if one adult is doing it with a digital construct that doesn't exist, then it's somehow negative and it's it's like it's a negative influence on the person playing the game and will have a negative impact on their life. Well, we get into a kind of a weird territory where we like to argue that playing violent games doesn't necessarily make people more violent. Right. And if we're going to follow that same logic through, then theoretically we should also follow the logic that, you know, games that are sort of sexually weird or do you know that 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 go down that track don't make people sexual deviants mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's that's something that if we're going to commit to like one stance that we have to you know say that that goes for everything ultimately getting games suffer from a problem of interactivity where the person is actively engaging in it you know yeah. if you watched a video we just watched a video where somebody was you know you know simulating grabbing somebody's boobs and watching it like we're watching a pornographic video doesn't seem that bad but engaging in the activity yourself in an interactive nature mm-hmm. does somehow change the context of it but it's like it's a, these are new things yeah. that we're all kind of dealing with on the fly so Interesting. Turned that up into a little bit of a downer, but that's all right. Roll right on off that. Uh, I'm going to go get my Oculus out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much for joining us on the patch today. Uh, Come back Mondays for uh, the uh, regular RT podcast, and then screenplay is Friday? Tuesday. Screenplay is on Tuesday. Tuesday. So screenplay will be up on roosterteeth.com and and YouTube on the Nose channel uh, today. Okay. Um, and it'll air again for sponsors next Tuesday. And hey, congratulations to Mark, uh, Mark, Marcus, and uh, everybody at Mojang. You guys have mm-hmm. contributed to the game that's been huge entertainment for millions of people all around the world. So congratulations to you guys. Enjoy rolling around in your giant piles of money. Had to make it a downer again. <laughs> <laughs>